Hello, 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 and welcome to the Beautifully Nasty Podcast. I'm your host, Bianca. Hey, y'all, welcome back. We weren't here last week because we were catching up on a few things, so I'm so excited to be back this week on this beautiful Wednesday in May. May is a new topic, so we will be talking to all influencers Um, this month for our special guests. I chose influencers because I think that they have a stereotype or there's a stigma around influencers being like, you know, these really perfect looking fake people who are always like trying to shove toxic positivity into our lives. And that can be pretty annoying to, I think, a lot of us. And I wanted to bring on a couple influencers who I feel are trying to break that stigma around being an influencer in today's day and age and kind of challenge them to also think about how they come across to people and how much is 100% real and, you know, the products that they're selling. Do you actually want to sell those products and promote them or are you just doing it for money? Like, I think there are so many questions that not only I have, but many other people have around this new age career because it a lot of people it is their main source of income so I'm really excited to talk to them and just talk about their self-love journeys and and really figure out if influencing makes them feel good because I don't know I feel like as we talked about last month social media it's a difficult one it can be there can be a lot of benefits to it but there also can be a lot of negatives to it so I'm really excited to talk to the special guests for this month I think in general I've been thinking a lot about appreciating things and I think Mother's Day was this weekend and you know shout out to all the mom the mom like figures in all of our lives my mom Joanne I love you to death she is the strongest person I know and um, I'm beyond grateful for every single thing she has done for me all the shit she's put up with she's amazing and I found myself being like, wow, I'm super appreciative of her. I'm super appreciative of just people in my life who are there always. And um, I think this week, something I hope you all can just think about, you know, when you're when you're by yourself and just meditating or whatever, just think about the people that you appreciate who are kind of always there. And, you know, maybe maybe just tell them it doesn't have to be that it doesn't have to be that emotional or corny but just a little like hey thank you for everything you do for me so yeah for me that is my mom so thank you mom I love you and okay so today we have our first influencer of the month her name is Erica Ashley she started a podcast in quarantine and she is a up-and-coming influencer so she's trying to break into the industry and I wanted to have her on first because I wanted to see how she's starting this whole process of building this platform as an influencer and how does she feel what does she want to influence people on what are some of her goals? Does she feel comfortable with what she's putting out there? All the questions will be answered, but I'm really excited to share this interview. And here we go. Introducing the sweet, sweet girl, Erica Ashley, who is the host of Irrepressible, the podcast. Enjoy, guys. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Beautifully Nasty podcast. I'm Bianca. And today I have Erica Ashley on. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm so excited. So Erica and I actually started we have a very similar journey as far as starting the pod, starting both of our podcasts. So Erica and I both started a podcast during quarantine and we kind of have gone through this journey together, which has been really nice to have someone to have that, like, you know, we just, we get it. We both are doing it together and like, we can just ask for advice or, you know, talk about when we're frustrated and everything. But one of the things that I've loved about you starting this podcast is like you've kind of entered into this social media world 
and you're doing it in a very thoughtful way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's hard. Social media can be a lot. Mm-hmm. Like it, it can be a lot. And that was one of the biggest things for me was like, if I'm going to do this, it has to be authentic. It doesn't yeah. work if it's not authentic. Mm-hmm. And so can you talk a little bit about your podcast right now? and like how the name came about and like all of what you're trying to, what you want your viewers to get from your podcast. Yeah. So it's called Irrepressible. And the name of it came about because I've been in LA for 10 years at this point in the acting industry. Mm -hmm. And I've had agents, managers, casting directors, you name it, say, be this, be this, be this, dye your hair this color, go blonde, go dark. Don't tell anybody how old you are. You're not going to get a job. Don't share your opinion. And I was like, constantly don't be yourself. But then in an audition room, it was like, be yourself. That's what books you the job. And I was like, how it became this just very toxic thing for me of like, I can't be myself because nobody wants that. Mm -hmm. And so when quarantine hit, I was like, (laughs) I had all this time to like think about my life. And I was just, I was just not happy. I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't feel good. I don't feel like I'm being myself. I don't feel like I use my voice and so I was like, let's create a podcast. Let's talk. Let's say things. And irrepressible, the definition means you can't be controlled. You can't be suppressed. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that's finally where I was at in my life. Like I have things to say and I want to say them and I want to help people and anyone else who has ever felt like that, because it's not a fun feeling. Oh my gosh. I like, feel like I have, I always have chills. Like when I <laughs> listen to people's stories of, you know, I, I'm such like a, a sucker for the underdog, and, but I do like love those growth stories, which is why my whole podcast is basically about that. Like people going from really struggling to learning like, oh, I don't really need to feel like be manipulated by everyone around me. Like I can kind of just live the way that I want. And that's such a beautiful feeling. And I think it was really cool because I've gotten to see you transition into that because I literally met you when you were like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. (laughs) And like, we're in quarantine. And then now you've grown this podcast that you have so many episodes out and you've had so many guests and you're like glowing. And it's so nice to see because I feel like you really are becoming the definition of what your podcast means oh my god that is like (laughs) the nicest the best compliment because Mm -hmm. that's that's like my biggest goal is if the energy I put behind it is what's translating then I've done my job yeah yeah no I think that I think you are doing a great job with all of that when you So when you were starting the podcast, did you feel like you wanted, were you prepared for an influencer life? Did you want to become an influencer? Were you worried about the stigma that is around it? Like, when was it kind of the transition of like, okay, I'm going to do this, but I got to do it in my own way. Yeah. So I knew social media just came with a territory, right? Like, how are you going to get things out to people if they don't know about it? So I was like, it's going to, it's going to become a thing. And I was okay with that. I struggled with it for a while because after feeling like I couldn't share, I was like, how do I share? Right. And what do I share? And like, what is the boundary? Because I still like, there's a lot of parts of my life that are private and I want them to be like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how do you let people in to feel like they know you while still having boundaries for yourself? And so I feel like that part of it is what I've been, been navigating, but the, the influencer part of it specifically is like one of my biggest goals to (laughs) redefine the term influencer, because I hate the connotation around it. 
it just screams like girls who yes just want expensive clothing and fast cars and this and that and like there's no substance like where is the substance right and that's what I wanted I was like if you if anybody wants a platform that's fine but why do you want it why are you like what are you trying to do with it and for me it's always been very Mm purpose-driven I don't I don't look at likes for like, oh my God, please tell me I'm doing good. I look at likes as like, what are people resonating with? Do Mm -hmm. they like this content? Do they want more of this? And it gives me a roadmap of like, how can I better serve my audience? That see, that's what I love about you. And I feel like maybe because I don't talk to a lot of people, I, I just have started to with Um, this podcast, and we've been talking a lot about social media, but you specifically, I love how purposeful you are with what you are doing, because I think sometimes people are so overwhelmed with like, I just have to put out content. I just have to put out things. I have to be like, you know, I have to wear like the latest fashion. They're not even, I don't even think purpose of what they're putting out there is is even a thing. So the fact mm-hmm. that you're like actually thoughtfully thinking about all of this, I think it's a really great way to approach the social media world. I heard this. I don't know if it has an actual name. I call it like the five degrees of why, and maybe mm-hmm. I just made it up, but I heard it at some point point. Uh-huh. and it's essentially like, okay, you start asking yourself questions or somebody questions. So mm-hmm. I want to be an influencer why? I want to like help people. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I want to, and you go deeper and deeper and deeper and ask why for every answer. Why do you want to help people? Mm-hmm. Well, I struggled with this. And so I know if I can help somebody else, that'll make me feel better. Why? You have to keep asking yourself why? Amazing. Because without why there's no purpose. And exactly. so I really try to ask myself why am I sharing this episode? Why am I having this guest? Why am I sitting here talking to you? Why am I wearing this shirt? Like anything, it has purpose. And I don't like to be somebody who just jumps on a trend because it's trendy. I've Mm -hmm. never been that way. Mm -hmm. And I think I've just been able to translate it into my business, my career. That's, I think that is so awesome. And I think that's like kind of what everyone wants to do. It's just really hard because I think it takes a lot of time when you approach it that way, instead of just like following the trends and jumping on the bandwagon of like buying followers and, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to make yourself appear like you're this really popular person instead of just doing it with purpose. So I love how you explain that because I think it will be really useful for listeners in general. So I love like... I, I, I was like, oh, no, no, say what you were going to say. Oh, I was just going to say, I love like, that's another thing. It's like, I love giving people things that they can like take and apply. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just give me like, oh, yeah, I started a thing. Okay, how? Like, I'm big on, on yeah. the how or like, go implement that. So, yeah. Yeah, because I, th- I think we both, which is probably why we were into starting a podcast is we like to talk to people and like hear their story and figure out like, okay, how did you get from here to here? And because it's so interesting, everyone has different stories. No one's is the same, you know, we're all individuals. So for you, what, what part of your story, your did your self-love kind of your self-love journey, where did you feel like okay, I'm really struggling with something. And now that you have the podcast, you're applying what you learned from that hard time. Did you feel like you struggled with loving yourself at a point in your life? Or I don't know, some people are, you know, had it, it wasn't as, you know, everyone has different levels of what they've gone through different trauma levels. But I don't know if you had something that kind of defined what you're doing with your podcast. Yeah. You know, mine, I I feel like is interesting. I don't feel like I struggled with self-confidence until I went to college. I felt very secure in myself growing up. I knew what I wanted. I've always been a very like 
good at making decisions. Like I just, I knew I wanted to dance. I knew I wanted to play soccer. I knew I wanted to do theater. I knew I wanted to compete. Like I, I had very strong, just like a knowing of what I wanted to do in my life. And I had that when I went to college, but I grew up in a small town mm-hmm. and the pool's not as big of like the people you're around. And so you move from a small town to Los Angeles and there's pretty girls everywhere. There's girls competing for jobs. There's girls throwing you under the bus. People that you thought were friends weren't. Mm -hmm. And And I just was like, I felt after I graduated college was like when I really, really struggled. I was really depressed. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had no purpose in life. And that's where I was like, I was constantly comparing myself to everyone else. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people who move straight from college to like LA or New York or a big city, they, that transition period is when a lot of people struggle with figuring out who they are. Cause it's so intimidating. It's intimidating. You're young. You're like living with people you've never met. You're like learning how to cook dinner for yourself. You know, like my mom was always there and now she's not. And I'm like calling her 20 times a day. You know, it's like, oh, I thought I was doing okay. And then you go live on your own and you're like, wait, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So how did you navigate out of like that depression and start the process of like rebuilding your self-confidence basically. Yeah. It took a while. So I was working at Nickelodeon mm-hmm. and as a stylist and we were always on set. And so I got to know a lot of the kids and the adults that were on the shows at the time. And that's how I was introduced to like my acting coaches out here. And when I finally started getting into an acting class, I felt oh, I have friends here. I have, like, I started to feel like the old part of me from high school that was like a performer, like that was coming out of me again. And it, and that brought me joy. And it was like, when I was doing things for myself, that's what started to boost my self-confidence again. But I don't think that I knew that's what was happening. You know, I don't think I went to it intentionally being like, I need to boost my self-confidence. It was just like, I'm drawn to this and I want, I I just feel called. Do you feel like recently there's been this whole self-love revolution? So everyone's talking about loving yourself. And I think it started during kind of during quarantine, maybe a little bit before, but everyone's talking about like, how do we make ourselves happy in like today's day and age? Because I think social media has had a serious effect on a lot of people's mental health, along with like other stresses in life. And, you know, having a job, making, making money and feeling some sort of self worth. But I really do think that I didn't think about self-love until this past year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I did either. Yeah. So when you were going through kind of coming back to acting and meeting new people who are like-minded, you started feeling good again. Mm -hmm. And did you feel like you hit any more like ups and downs as you were going, like you were back in the acting industry. That's great. You're feeling good. But then as you were in it, you started to realize, oh, they want me to change myself all the time. And was that kind yeah. of like another low that you had to deal with as far as like self-confidence wise? Yeah. I mean, they say don't go into the acting industry unless you have a thick skin for a reason. Like yeah. the things that people will say to you, say to you to your face, let alone behind your back are wild. And so I knew that going in where I was just like, if I'm going to do this, people don't have, like, I can't let people affect me. And so comments people would make about my appearance or this or that, that didn't affect me. Uh What affected me was you're not booking a role because you're not blonde. Yeah, that is. That's what started to affect me. You're not booking a role because you look too old for this. Right. You know, when you had told me, I think the other day about how you changed your hair from like blonde to black to brown. 
I was so shocked by that. I was like, that is wild. That was a low moment in my life. That was a turn. Like I say that because I knew better. I knew there was that my gut feeling, my intuition was saying, don't dye your hair black, but I wanted a job. Mm -hmm. I wanted, you know, and it cost me a lot of money. I totally ruined my hair. It has taken me forever to get my hair back to healthy. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, I will never again do something because someone's saying, oh, you're not going to make it because of this. I just don't, I don't buy into it anymore, but it was a hard lesson for me to learn. Thank God. That is, I'm happy that you learned that. It's funny because I feel like that's, that's what we hear kind of Hollywood is, but you're like actually telling a real story where it's like, oh yeah, no, they like made, you, you felt like you needed to change yourself in order to book a role. It's, it's such a desperate feeling that I, I think that happens in the industry. And a lot of people that I've had on the podcast are performers and they talk like it's just a common theme. Like it's really hard to love yourself in that industry and feel confident when you're continuously getting rejected more than booking something. Mm -hmm. So when you were kind of realize, okay, I'm done listening to other people and making decisions based off of what I'm being told by other people and not listening to my intuition. Did you start? What was that process like of you coming out of that? Did that make you want to leave the industry? Did that make you want to switch representation or, you know, where did that lead you? Yeah. I mean, I switched representation many times. I've had you know, in different instances with all of them, but it was, there's a common denominator, like in, in the acting world, like they just expect certain things of you because of like beauty standards or whatever, or age is, you know? And so I was like, okay, it's not about what manager I'm with or what it's, it's coming from higher up. It's coming from casting. It's coming from networks. I can't, I don't have access to those people. And so in quarantine, when I was like, I don't know that this is how I want to live my life. Mm-hmm. I don't like feeling like everyone else is in control of my life. It's a terrible feeling to be like, please, please tell me that I have a job. Please, you know, like it's awful. It doesn't feel good. And yeah. I was like, I need control in some form of my life. I need something that's mine that nobody can tell me it doesn't look right. It doesn't sound right. It does, you know, whatever. And so that's really like how the podcast came about was like, nobody's involved in this, but me and who I choose to talk to and what I want to share. And that was really empowering to be like, I'm done listening to people. I think I just got to a point where I was like, I can't handle this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, and it forced me to just do a complete 180. Yes. I freaking <laughs> love that. That is just amazing that you realize that and you actually made the change because I feel like a lot of people are scared. I think quarantine allowed people to like really think about what they're doing, but it is really scary to just be like, I'm walking away. It was really hard. I cried a lot and I still have days where I turn on a show and I'm like, I would die to be on this show. Like that part of me is not gone. There's still the part of me that's Erica, the performer, you Mm -hmm. know, like Mm -hmm. that will always be there, but I don't feel desperate for it anymore. Mm -hmm. Because you're feeling fulfilled by now what you're doing with the podcast and the platform that you're creating. Yeah. And I think the turning point for me with that was, I mean, I put out this podcast and I was like, I have no idea if anybody's going to (laughs) listen. I don't know. You know, I hope they do. I hope somebody, you know, resonates. And after maybe a couple months of it, I would get, you know, from friends and family, like, good job, like great episode. But I think maybe three months into it, I got a DM from a girl who I had been in an acting class with 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And she sent me the nicest, most heartfelt 
message about how I had impacted her because she listened to one specific episode in particular. And I was sobbing and it was from not, oh my God, she praised me. It was from, I am doing something now that is actually helping someone. Mm-hmm. Nobody gave a shit about if I was on a TV show or not. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. But to have somebody say, you have impacted my life on a deep level is like more than I could ever ask for. And, and I knew when I got that message that I was doing the right thing. And I have it saved. I look at it frequently. If I'm feeling like, what am I doing? I'm like, this is what I'm doing. Oh, and so <laughs> that's, that makes sense. That's beautiful. That's what, uh, it's what you, I think when you're having self-doubt and then you, and you're like, you hit that point, am I doing the right thing? And you're losing faith. And then you get like that message or that someone reaches out and is just like, you helped me. And then it, it you realize, okay, this is, I'm doing it. I, that, even if it's just one person, because mm-hmm. again, it's not about the amount of followers. It's about who the quality of what you're putting out there. And if you're going to reach, let's just say that one girl that felt good. Yeah. And it's also knowing that not everybody is going to reach out to you and be like, Oh my God, that was the best episode ever. Right. That was the best, you know, not everybody does that. I don't, I don't go to people and be like, Oh my God, I loved that photo you shared on Instagram. But I see things all the time where I'm like, Oh my God, I'm glad she shared that, but I'm not expressing that. Yeah. So it's, you have to remember that just because you're not getting like the validation in the way you think that you need it, it doesn't mean that it's not there and that you're not, and that what you're doing isn't helping people because it is. That is very well said because it's so true. Everyone's Everyone is on social media so much during the day. It's if we were constantly being like, loves that post. Your reel was awesome. Oh my God, your TikTok made me laugh. We, it just wouldn't be possible because it, it would be ridiculous. But you're right. So like, ridiculous. Yeah. Everyone, we're so used to just scrolling and people are retaining information or being like, oh wow, like I love that. Or, but the validation is not all, it's not going to be there the majority of the time, but that's not why we're doing this. So exactly. I, I think that is a great point to have made. How has, so you formed the podcast and it was, it's been life-changing in ways for you and it's all you, which I love. And now I feel like how have you transitioned into figuring out the whole social media world? And when did you decide, I think I wanted, I want to become an influencer, but I feel like, cause you've told me you had hesitation and it. I know it's such a big question. (laughs) (laughs) Because like I said before, the superficiality of influencer, mm-hmm. I struggled with. Yes. I didn't want people to put me in that box. But then it goes back to like, what is everybody else thinking of you? And I'm like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much, you know, I don't have a big following. I have a, a small following at the moment. That's mostly from people who found me through jobs I booked when I was working as an actor and, but those people have translated and they listen to my podcast and they tell me, you know, I like this episode. Like some of them are like the biggest fans of the podcast. And I, you know, I didn't know that that was going to translate, but to your point of being like, how did I know you wanted to be an influencer? I don't, I still don't think I want to be an influencer. I want to have a community and create a community of people who feel seen and heard and I am there rooting for them and that they can trust me because I think trust is the biggest factor 
in being an influencer, in creating community, in creating change and helping people. If the trust isn't there, like nobody's going to listen. Nobody's going to follow. Nobody's Mm going to share. Right. And so I think when you are authentic to what's something that I actually do in my life and Mm -hmm. share that people can feel it, whether you believe in like energy or not, it's a subconscious thing. And, and audiences can spot audiences can spot fake a mile away. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. they just can. Oh yeah. And I know when an influencer was just paid to post something, I'm like, she would never use that in a million years. I know in my core that she's not touching that product. Yeah. And that doesn't sit well with me. Yes. I don't want to do this just for a paycheck. It's deeper than that. I only share the things and products that I truly stand behind because Mm -hmm. it helped my life in some way. And so hopefully if you buy it, it's going to help you too. Uh. I love that. I really love that because you brought up such a good point that people, now that influencing has become a source of income for a lot of people are posting ads or sponsorships. And you're right. Like sometimes you're like, is this real or is it just like you are just doing it just so you can get money? And that's really frustrating, but I think Mm -hmm. it's a good example of judging someone based off of whether they're really being authentic to their audience versus kind of just doing it for money, clout, whatever. So I think that's great. And what you said, like really feeling it in your gut, like you, it's whether you believe in energy or not, you get like, you feel people's vibes and you can read whether or not someone is genuine versus someone who is. So what do you feel like people who were to, let's say people don't know you, they just see you. Would you could definitely be judged as like someone who's just, you know, pretty white girl has it all together. How do you feel like you've kind of taken that judgment of yourself and changed it for other people throughout this process because I I do think that when people get to know you they're like oh wow like you're not just that girl that typical girl from LA but you could be perceived as that just based off of you know how you look and Mm -hmm. you know because you're beautiful (laughs) and (laughs) obviously everyone can see that I know you're listening everyone's listening but you'll see that if you check out her Instagram but it is it's true It can be intimidating to see a really beautiful girl putting herself out there and, and people can take that confidence as cockiness, I think. So what would you, how do you feel like you, do you even realize that people do that in general? That they think that about me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I try I don't know that I've had that thought of, oh, this is what people are thinking of me. But I think it goes back to to purpose again, right? Mm-hmm. Like I try to be really purposeful in not just posting like, here's a selfie to like have a selfie. Although some days you want that, you know, and that's fine. Yeah. But I try to, sh- I really try to share things that are going to help people. And if you look at my content, like my newer content, mm-hmm. you'll see that there's I try to be on as honest as I can in ways that I can. And if you're listening to my podcast, you know that I've shared a lot of things that were hard and people didn't know about. And I've cried on that podcast and I let people in to be like, look, my life isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. It's not. For years when I was in the acting industry, I was like, all my friends are married. They have kids. They have a steady nine to five job. I have no job. I'm, I'm not like no acting job. I'm working mm-hmm. three side jobs. Mm-hmm. I, like I didn't feel like I was anywhere in life, mm-hmm. you know, but from a pretty picture, you don't see that. Right. And so I try to be cognizant of what am I sharing? How am I sharing? 
and how can I relate it to me? So it relates to you. And I also try to be really cognizant of who I have on my podcast because I think representation matters. And I, I feel like that's important. And if you look at who I've had, you'll, you'll see that's there. And it's, you know, we're all doing the best we can. And I hope people aren't so quick to judge. I know you you can be, but Mm -hmm. I think if you spend a minute seeing like this girl isn't a typical influencer because I'm not, because I don't want to be that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to perpetuate the cycle of let me do my hair and my nails and go drive this Bentley. Like, I just (laughs) don't care about those things, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's, I don't know. I can't change who I am. No, you know, and so I can only do what I can do. That's exactly what I think you, I think that's perfect. I think that is amazing that you are handling it all this way because it shows. And especially if people listen to your podcast, they, they see how caring and down to earth and how you want to help people and how you want it to be purposeful. And you want to make, you want to make those connections with people. And it's not just, this is me. And this is, it's all about me because it's like, it's not, it's, you've taken really useful things that you've learned in your life and you want to learn more and you're applying it to these conversations. And I think that's amazing. And you really really try. Thank you. I really try to not make it about me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and about how, whatever I'm sharing, I'm sharing to help you. Yeah. I definitely noticed that with you and what, and I, and that is the reason why I really felt great about having you on this month, because I think that I notice because I feel a connection to you and what you post that it is meaningful and it is coming from a place of what can I say that's going to help someone right now? Like you will look into the moment, the present moment of what's going on. And it's really nice to see someone doing that because it, it right now I struggle with deciphering who I trust. Like you said, trust. And I never hear anyone talk about trust on social media. And I love that you said that and brought that up mm. because I think it is so true. Who can you trust? And you want to be able to trust the people that you're following because let's be honest, like everyone's on social media these days. It's a part of our lives. So what you're Mm -hmm. ingesting, what you're seeing is very, you have to be aware that even if you're not fully processing, your subconscious is taking all of that information in. So you want to Mm -hmm. be following people who you do trust. And I think you are a great person to trust on social media. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, totally. What are some goals that you have moving forward with your platform that you're starting to create for the podcast and the community that you're building? Yeah. Goals are always funny. I know whatever, whenever I ask someone their goals, they're like, oh, okay, I got to think for a second, Bianca. Like, I'm like, I know. Okay. We, it can be just something off the top of your head or something that you have been thinking about. I don't know anything that comes to mind. Goals are funny because I feel like they're ever evolving and always changing depending on where you are at, you know? And so I feel like my goals come and go, but this is a silly one, but to relate to like your influencer Uh topic of the month. And this is, this is going to sound ridiculous for a second, (laughs) but just stay with me. (laughs) I have a goal on Instagram to get to 10,000 followers. Mm -hmm. One is it's the community, but two, it's the swipe up. And let me tell you why this is important. This is from a business standpoint, which ultimately affects anybody who's following me. Mm-hmm. When you have the swipe up feature, it's like instant access for your audience to the things that they trust you for, right? I went to school for marketing. So I have an understanding of how people become customers and loyal customers and, and all of that. And so 
it's like the rule of three is essentially what it is. You have three seconds to capture somebody's attention and they're not going to do more than three clicks to get wherever you're trying to direct them to. So if you're selling a product and you don't have a swipe up feature and you're like LinkedIn bio and they're, they've already clicked your stories. Now they're going to your profile. They click the link in bio and it's like a link tree. And there's like all these things listed. They are not taking the time to yeah. scroll through that, to get to the product. Forget it. It's over. No, it's right. True. And so, it's so true. So true. Wow. And I've never thought of it this way. So yes. Yeah. And so the swipe up thing is really for the audience as an influencer. It's if you have DM'd me asking where I got a freaking ice roller from, let me give you a swipe up so you can go to it. So you don't have to do 20 clicks. It's so I can better serve you Mm -hmm. and the things that you're wanting, because at that point you've made, in my opinion, the way I want to be an influencer is you make the audience the hero. Mm-hmm. they feel like they are respected mm-hmm. and they're going to come to you for the advice that they want. And when you give it to them, they're going to say, Hey, this girl, Hey, this girl. And then you become the, you know, the word of mouth. Right. And so if I can give them what they're asking in the most efficient way, mm-hmm. you're doing your job. That's exactly it. So it was, it and so, wasn't silly. It was not silly what you just said. Cause it's actually very, <laughs> that is true. I never go to like when it says link in bio, I've already gone to the next thing, you know what right? I mean? Which like, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm, is that just me being lazy? But it just, it's, I think it's what you're saying. Like that marketing. It's like a psychological tactic. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, think about if you're scrolling on TikTok. Like, how long do you stay on a video? A second before you're like, I don't want to watch this one. Yep. Exactly. Our life these days is just like onto the next, onto the next. Right. And so that's why it's, does it really even matter about appealing to the general public rather than you just being genuine to the people, your community that you're creating? You know what I'm saying? I think it's really intimidating when you start using social media to share your voice and what you're doing and you're trying to reach everyone because at the end of the day, some people like some people will not find you funny. Some people will find you boring. Some people will judge you right away and be like next. And so I think that having taking that away and being like well you know there's billions and trillions of people and you can't be everyone's person you can't be everyone's favorite influencer let's say Mm -hmm. has that made you creating content easier knowing that okay well I'm going to channel it more towards my people of who I'm trying to reach and gear it towards like your purpose and what you're doing and not really caring if anyone else likes it or not, I guess. Yeah. There's, there's a saying in kind of the marketing world and it's, if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one Mm -hmm. because you're not specific. There's nothing specific. And so one of the first things I did when I was creating Irrepressible was like, who am I talking to? Who is the girl that I'm talking to? What's her name? What does she do? What is her job like? What does she eat? What does she drink? And I know this girl to a T. I know everything about her. Yep. And so I know what her life is like. So I know what she would want to hear and what she's going to relate to. And because if you just start throwing spaghetti at the wall, not, nothing's going to stick. You might get like one person over here and one person over there. But if somebody's like, oh, you follow that, that influencer, what does she do? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You don't want to be that person, you know? Right. I, it goes back to the trust thing again. Totally. They're trusting you with the information you're giving and they know what to expect mm-hmm. from you. I think that is so, that's so well said. And I, I I think it's great for the listeners to kind of be reminded of really figuring out who, if, if you, 
if people care about having a social media platform. But I mean, I do think it is a part like jobs look at our social media. Whenever you first meet a person, what do they do? They go and stalk you on social Mm -hmm. media. So really what you're putting out there, like you said, is it is purposeful and it is great to think about all the things that you've said. And I actually, I really admire you for doing this because I think you've put like so much thought and effort and so much of you, but yet also trying to figure out how to reach people at the same time. It's it's like, I think a wonderful balance that you've created where you're putting, you're making it authentic to yourself, but you're also being mindful of the people that you're sharing things with. And I think it takes a really dedicated and strong female, even though I, I have, we have males who listen, but it takes a really strong person to do this and stick to it and really believe in what they're doing. And I think that's beautiful that you're doing that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. How does it feel to be not interviewing and being the one interviewed right now? You know, it's so funny. I never thought that I would interview a single person in my entire life. Really? When I would, yeah, when I would look at Kat Sadler or Juliana Rancic or anybody Mm -hmm. on the red carpet, I was like, I would never want their job Mm -hmm. ever. I used to tell myself that. I was like, I'll I'll always be like, you know, if I get it on a show, I'll be the other person. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) it's so weird being on this side. I really, I love being on the other side way more than I ever thought I would. That's so funny. And it's also interesting because you, you went to school for marketing. Did you ever think that it would be this, like you would be creating your own business sort of podcast, book, whatever ways for you to share your voice and it the marketing degree is actually so useful for all those things. But at the time when you were studying it, did you think, oh, this will be useful in the future when I start my own business? No, I had no idea. (laughs) If you would have told me that I would have a podcast, I would have been like, what are you talking about? (laughs) That's so cool. I I never, yeah, I never never thought. That's awesome. That's, it's weird how things like connect, end up connecting throughout your life. The same way that you said like, I, you weren't ever thinking about self-love. Like we, mm-hmm. when you're in your early twenties, even your teens, nobody's thinking about that unless someone's telling you like, and even when people are telling you, you don't even listen. Cause you're like, I don't, it's whatever there, you know, there's so many other important things like TikTok and <laughs> like going out and partying. I'm not thinking about loving myself right now. <laughs> That's lame. But you're so it's crazy that it it does all connect in the end. And, and I think that's something that I've definitely noticed in your journey, that you've learned a lot of lessons from the ups and the downs. And I think that's the point of loving yourself is to figure all of that out and use all of those lessons and really figure out the person that you are. Yes, I think that there, I mean, there's been many ups and downs and lessons, but Mm -hmm. when I look back, you're right. I see how every single one of them without them, I literally would not be here. Yeah. It's amazing. And so, yeah. And this is why I do the podcast. (laughs) That is, it feels so like weird, like kind of what you're saying. I never imagined interviewing people same, but I love this shit. I literally love hearing people's stories. I find it fascinating. I love seeing people succeed and feel good about themselves. And I feel like I get chills every time. And like you just saying that, like I had chills again, because it's just, it's really nice to see someone just being themselves and feeling good about it. So I'm very proud of you and everything you're doing. So to wrap it up, do you have any, what would the top three things, three, sorry, what would be your top three statements of advice for people who want to create a social media platform in today's day and age? Yeah, I would say the first one is to ask yourself why. 
Mm -hmm. and then ask yourself why and why (laughs) really get really clear and specific on it because that's going to help you build your brand. Mm -hmm. The second thing I would say is be authentic with it. Mm -hmm. It, it, that's, what's going to lead you to success is your authenticity. Mm -hmm. People don't want to follow another. If somebody's already that person, they're not going to follow like the wannabe person. So just be yourself. Mm -hmm. And three, have fun with it. Mm-hmm. I think people have, there's two types of people, the people who are like, Oh my God, you just post on Instagram all day. And like, what a dream job. They don't see how much work goes into the behind the scenes of it. It's more than a full-time job. It's more than 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And the people who do know that are like, so in it that they forget to have the fun with it. Totally. So find the balance between the two. That is amazing. Thank you. So your Instagram, the podcast Instagram, where everyone can listen to your podcast, let them all know. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at Erica Ashley, E-R-I-C-A-A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H-H. There's an extra H at the end. It's long. (laughs) You'll get there. I need to listen to all of this. (laughs) I need to take all of that advice and I'm sure it's going to be so useful for the people who are listening right now who need um, some help with social media. (laughs) And then the podcast is Irrepressible. It's on Apple, Spotify. It's also on YouTube if you want to watch it. Oh, yes, Um, yes, yes. Yeah. It's literally on every platform, but Mm -hmm. I think most people are on Apple or Spotify. Yeah, true, true, true. And there's also the Instagram page for it too, Irrepressible, the podcast. So everyone, make sure to go listen and subscribe to Erica's podcast. And I'm so happy for you. This was awesome. Thank you for being here today. This is great. Oh, thank you so much. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And thank you to Eric Ashley for being our special guest for today. And if you like us, please subscribe and rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all listening platforms. And please follow the Instagram. We're coming out with more content and all of the updates and new episodes will be posted on there along with our Twitter accounts. And please check out our our new website, www.thebeautifullynastypodcast.com. We're really excited to have just launched that. The merch will be added soon. So lots of things to come. And as usual, do something special for yourself this week. Don't forget to do that. And just try to love on yourself as much as possible. Until next time, I'll see you on Wednesdays. Bye, guys.